chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and of course it is Monday school, so that's what I do is I teach uh, straight from the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. You know, Jesus told us, he says, behold, I have told you all things. Now we know that in the short time that Jesus had on this earth, uh, which was basically 33 years, ladies and gentlemen, and that's from birth, <laughs> okay? Uh, he could not have told everything that uh, we needed to know. So when he said that statement, you've got to take into consideration, he was talking about, behold, I have told you all things, speaking about through all the prophets, through the Old Testament, all the way through to the end of the Word of God, knowing also what his apostles, his disciples, uh, would teach us also in their writings. Because remember, it is inspired by God. Everything in the Bible is an inspiration straight from God himself as a, uh, a working knowledge for us in the flesh bodies. 
we are in the flesh. We're going to be in the flesh until we pass away in the flesh. It is appointed to man, talking about all people, it's no gender in, in, indicated there, it is appointed to man once to die. That's talking about the flesh death. The question is, what about the, the soul? Uh, you know, your soul could be mortal. You know what mortal means? Liable to die. Your soul can die. But God, through his son Jesus Christ, gave us the opportunity to have an eternal soul, to live forever and ever and ever in the, in the presence of God himself. And that's as simple as John 3.16, the most quoted uh, book in the Bible, or verse in the Bible, and uh, you need to read it, you need to understand it. God loved us so much uh, that he gave us his only son and let his son die a most hideous, horrible, uh, worst death imaginable. I mean, uh, they nailed him to a cross and he hung there till his shoulders dislocated. Uh, a, a miserable way to die. Uh, so, and he let him die. Why? Because his shed blood created our Passover. You know, in the Old Testament, we experienced Passover uh, when Moses uh, was, uh, you know, uh, when the curse was put on. Uh, and by the way, isn't it interesting that uh, God let uh, Pharaoh create his own final uh, of the plagues that was put on him? Uh, he said, I'll kill all the firstborn of the Hebrew. Well, that reversed on him, and God ended up killing all of the firstborn of his people, and that's what finally freed them. But how come uh, when, the, when the death angel came into the camp, into Pharaoh's in, uh, Egyptian city, uh, that whole area, why was it that uh, only the, 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 the Pharaoh's children and uh, you know, the Egyptian children died? It was because they, uh, they was not passed over. The death angel got them. Uh, and the only ones that, were, that survived of the firstborn uh, children were what? Were the Hebrew children where they had taken the Passover blood, the blood of the lamb, and put it around the door facings and the windows of each of their homes. And that meant that the death angel knew not to enter there and not to kill any of those. Uh, so that's exactly what Passover is. Well, guess what? When Christ died on that cross and shed his blood for us, that's our Passover. <clears throat> that's so important that you let that sink in. Uh, all you got to do is accept Christ as the Son of God who gave his life for us. And if you believe in him, uh, you'll have eternal life. You'll, the Passover will pass over you, talking about those spiritual death this time not the physical death. Everybody's going to die a physical death. Now, you say, well, not all of us. Some of us will be here when Christ returns. That is true. And the second he sets foot on earth, uh, your soul will begin that eternal life if you're in him. But guess what? The physical body goes away. Uh, and I can explain it to you another day, but trust me, the physical, the flesh is going away. You will not have a flesh body in the, in the, in the next earth age. It's not going to be here. Uh, you're going to be exchanged from a physical body to a spiritual body. And the question is, will you live for eternity? Uh, we are studying right now the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, is where we're going to begin. That's verse 17, if you're in the King James Version of the Bible, which is what I read from first. Uh, what I do is uh, I take the King James Version and I read it. And then I'm going to give you a more modern English, I call it. 
And the way I did that is without changing any of the meaning. I mean, if you can find anywhere where I've changed the meaning of a verse, uh, when I use modern English, I want you to point that out to me and you can uh, text, I mean, email me at triveron one at gmail.com. That's T-R-I-V, as in victory, A-R-E-N, the number one, at gmail.com. And I will change it. I will correct it if you're correct. But I look up each word in, in, uh, in the King James Version in the Hebrew, because that's what the Old Testament was written from or written in as Hebrew. And I make sure that I'm giving you the correct modern English translation. <clears throat> they translated the last of the King James Version, <clears throat> excuse me, in the 1800s, and they missed a lot of it. <clears throat> they didn't mean to, it's just a different language, uh, English language being used today than was then. All right, let's read it in uh, uh, Proverbs 29, 17 from the King James Version. It says, correct thy son. Now, remember, no gender, in in, in, uh, no gender intended, intended here, okay? Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. Now, here's a point where I can make about no gender in, in, intended. Here's what it would read in modern English. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace. Yes, they will give pleasure to your soul. Okay? Uh, who you are. You know, your soul's who you are. Your spirit is the intellect of your soul, but your soul is who you are. You want to have pleasure in your life, in your soul. You want to have peace of mind. Uh, you need to know God, and you need to know His Word. 29.18, King James Version, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let's read it this way, modern English. Where there is no message from God, the nation is out of control. But the nation that observes, that observes God's instructions, blessed is it. That's really what it's talking about. It's talking about the people, the nation, the city, the, the country, uh, God's children. That's what it's talking about here. Uh, 19, a servant will not be corrected by words, for though he understand, he will not answer. Let's read that in modern English. A slave cannot be disciplined by verbal communication. Even though they understand, they will not respond. Uh, you know, slavery don't work. You can only keep people slave for so long, and then the slaves get to usually outnumber the people that's enslaving them and take over. And that's what will happen every time. It always has in history. History repeats itself over and over again because uh, the foolish people that's running the nation that has slaves, they haven't thought it through. Eventually it catches up. You, uh, people were not put on this earth to be slaves. Uh, Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, eventually the truth comes out. It's coming out now, big time. Uh, Proverbs 29, 20, King James Version. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There's more hope, more hope of a fool than of him. Modern English. Ever meet someone that is hasty in a matter? Pushing for a decision? <laughs> you can have greater expectations of a foolish, of a foolish person than of him, or them, I'm sorry, of them. Uh, remember, no gender intended. Uh, same thing with verse 21. He that uh, delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. Now, it's a little hard to understand, but modern English clears it up. Those that pamper their servant from childhood will have them become as their own child later in life. 
let me tell you something, you bring a child up in the way you want them to, and they'll become that, and sometimes those servant children become uh, more attendant, uh, more appreciative and better than your own child. You'll, you'll start treating them like they're your own child. They grow on you. <laughs> 22, an angry man stareth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Modern English, those who are arrogant provoke dissension, and a hot-headed person creates a lot of offenses. <laughs> Pretty simple to understand, isn't it? Arrogance is not a good thing, and it does cause dissension. Uh, and when you meet a hot-headed person, they're going to be getting in trouble all the time. 29-23, King James Version, Man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Let's talk about pride just a second. What was it that destroyed Satan? You know, Satan was an archangel. He was, uh, he was a cherubim. He was protecting the mercy seat. He had risen to power. He deserved it. God made him the full pattern. But then he got all prideful and he wanted to sit on the mercy seat. He wanted to take God's place. And he would have it no other way. And he has been doomed. He's the only one that's been doomed uh, to be turned back into ashes in hell itself. So think about pride. That's what this is talking about here. Modern English, that verse would read, a person with too much arrogance will be brought down, but honor will secure the person who is humble in spirit. <clears throat> if you like the way I've broken it down into modern English, remember the book, Start With Wisdom, will be available in uh, six months or so. I'll be letting you know about it on these radio stations. And you'll be able to order one if you'd like it to help you teach your children, your grandchildren, or to just learn uh, the, what it really says for yourself so you'll understand Proverbs better. 24, whoso is partner with a thief hateth his own soul. He heareth cursing and beweigheth it not. That's a little hard to understand. We don't use the words like heareth and beweareth much, okay? <laughs> but we do understand it in modern English. Whoever partners with a thief is an enemy of their own soul. They will be charged and will not testify truthfully. That's what that means, folks. They're not going to tell the truth even in court. Uh, they're partners with a thief. They got to lie. They got to cheat. 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Modern English. When someone lives in fear, they become trapped. But those who put their trust in the one true God will be protected. Uh, you see, people who live in fear, you got to remember, uh, what uh, the mind completes the picture you hold in it. When you're fearful, you're thinking of something that's scary or something you probably shouldn't even be thinking about, it'll become a part of your life and it will rule you. It will. Uh, however, you don't have to worry about that if you put your, uh, your trust in the one true God uh, we'll, you'll be protected. It's that simple. 26. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. What does that mean? Well, there are many that seek the ruler's favor. You ever notice what people buddy right up to a king or a, or a president or a governor or a, or a person in power? But everyone will be judged by the one true God. And these uh, politicians and these higher-ups, these that think they're special, that uh, they think they're going to uh, somehow escape judgment. Oh, they're wrong. God will uh, do exactly what he does, and that's judge. And he, you know what? He knows everything. You can't hide anything from him. 26, 
Uh, I'm sorry, 27. An unjust man is an abomination to the just. And he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. Let me read that in modern English. A perverted person is detestable to the righteous. Those of us that are righteous, that means we try to live according to God's rules. We try to live a, a right life to do the right things. So a perverted person is detestable to the righteous. We don't like them. Perversion is nasty. And those who are moral in God's eyes are detestable to the ungodly. Isn't that something? We detest them because they are uh, unrighteous, and they detest us because we try to live righteously, which just means we try to do the right thing. We fail. We, we fall short. We don't hold ourselves on a pedestal or nothing, but we try to live according to God's ideas of how we should live in the flesh body. And there's going to be people that will detest us because of it. Chapter 30, verse 1. The words of Augur, the son of Jekah, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Ithiel, uh, even unto Ithiel and Echol. Well, it's real simple. The sayings of Augur, the son of Jacob, including prophetic utterance, he spoke to Ithiel, also to Ithiel and Echol. Verse 2, surely I am brutish. I'm sorry, let me read that again. Surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understandings of a man. And this is Agar saying these things, okay? He's giving you wisdom. English, modern English would be, to be certain I am more ignorant than any person and do not have the wisdom of a human. That's what he's basically saying in verse 2. Verse 3, I neither learned wisdom, he says, nor have the knowledge of the holy. Modern English, neither have I learned wisdom and I lack the understanding of those dedicated to God. That's what holy means. Someone has dedicated their lives to God. Verse 4, it's a little lengthy, so hang on. This is uh, King James Version. Who hath ascended up to heaven, he asked, or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name, and what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? He's asking questions here. Augur is, he said, in modern English, he would say, Show me who has risen into the sky or gone down. Who can harvest the wind with their hands? Who can gather the oceans in their clothing? Who has established the edges of the earth? What are their names and what are their children's names? Can you tell me? That's the questions he's asking, okay? Uh, he's admitting that he's human. He's admitting that he's in the flesh. And that is, you know, the questions that a lot of us may ask. And then he goes into verse 5. Every word of God is pure, he says. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Modern English, all words of God are refined. His words protect those who take their refuge in him. Do you take your refuge in God? Or do you believe in man's traditions? We're going to get into that one day. You understand what man's traditions are. You'll be careful who you listen teach to teach the word of God. Verse 6. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. That's what Argo is teaching us here. He says, do not change the word of God in modern English, for he will correct you and you will be proved to be a deceiver. Who is Satan? He was the great deceiver. You don't want to be connected to him or even look like him. Verse 7, two things I required of thee, deny them not before I die. He's asking this question, I mean, he's making this request. Two things I request of you, 
keep them from me until I die. Verse 8, remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with word convenient for me. All right, let's read that in modern English. Uh, more worthlessness and deceit, I'm sorry, move worthlessness and deceit far away from me. Give me neither poverty nor wealth. Feed me the food necessary for life. Verse 9, here's, his, uh, here's his, the answer to his request. He says, lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of God in vain. Let's read that in modern English. Unless I become filled and tell lies to you and ask, who are you? Or I become destitute and steal and use your name in an ungodly way. Verse 10. Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse thee, and thou be, and thou be found guilty. Modern English. Do not slander an employee to their employer, or they may accuse you and you suffer liability. That's modern English for you. You've got to understand, sometimes it's hard to read these words in the old English, but in modern English, they come clear. Verse 11, there's a generation uh, that, that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. Modern English, there's a generation coming that will treat their father with contempt and will refuse to praise their mother. Boy, are we ever there what? I mean, we got children turning on their parents left and right. Uh, we've got teachers that's teaching that what was once considered wrong is now right. We are an upside-down generation, which we were warned when we go through Revelation and, and Daniel. You'll, you'll learn more. Verse 12, there's a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. I can't help but think of the administration that's running this country now. A generation that they think that they are pure. They think they're better than anybody else. They are all, all holy and mighty. Yet they have not washed from their filthiness. You, I mean, you see the sins they're committing. And yet they control the legal system and get away with it. So there's a generation that believe they're morally pure. But are not forgiven of their sinful ways. That's modern English. 13. There's a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes. And their eyelids are lifted up. Modern English. A generation is coming who thinks so highly of themselves, so proud, so haughty, they glance toward heaven thinking of themselves as gods. I heard the other day that one of the most powerful men in the world, very powerful, lots of money, said, I am a god. I thought, boy, one day you'll be brought before God and you'll be humbled. You'll find out just how less than gods you are. 14, there's a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth are as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. That's happening to us right now. Let me read that in modern English so you'll understand. There's a generation coming, you might say it's here, whose judgment cuts like a sword and their desire is deadly. They're consumed with the elimination of the poor and disabled from off the earth. I heard a powerful lady that was in politics say that we've got a bunch of useless feeders out there. They need to be eliminated. Listen, folks, they're trying to depopulate the earth, which is exactly what Satan has been doing. So guess whose pocketbook they're in? Oh, they're in Satan's pocketbook. And I'm using that as a slang, of course. 15. Uh, Augur says, the horse, the horse leech hath two daughters crying, Give, give. 
There are three things that are never satisfied. Yea, four things say not it is enough. Modern English, the leech, which is a parasite, has two daughters begging, give more. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yes, four things that never say I've had enough. What are they? Verse 16. The grave, never satisfied. And the barren womb, never satisfied. The earth that is filled with water. And the fire that saith not, it is enough. There's some things you just can't satisfy. You'd read that in modern English this way. The graveyard, never filled. The barren or unproductive womb, always wanting to have a child. The earth went overfilled with water and a raging fire that's never satisfied. Okay, 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall peck it out, and young eagles shall eat it. Modern English. One who has disdain for their father and hates to be obedient to their mother, the ravens will pluck out your eyes, and young eagles will eat the flesh from your bones. You know, that's a, that's a, a, a thing of degra degradation there. When you mistreat your own mom and your own dad instead of holding them in reverence, guess what? You're going to pay a price. And it's kind of a degradation to think that you wouldn't even be buried, but the animals would eat your flesh. 18. There are three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four which I know not. There are three things, modern English, that are too amazing for me, yes, four that I cannot figure out. 19. Here they are. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a servant upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Modern English, it would say this. How the eagle maneuvers through the sky. How a snake moves upon a slick rock. How a ship crosses the sea and a man's disposition with a young woman. It clears it up a lot when you hear it in modern English, doesn't it? That's why I do this, okay? Uh, verse 20, such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and says, and saith, I have done no wickedness. Now, this is an adulterous woman. Trust me, uh, gender's not implied there, so let's read it this way. These are, the, these are the shameful ways of those who commit adultery. It goes both ways, folks. They overeat, wipe their mouth, and say, I've done nothing wrong. In other words, they commit adultery and then will look you dead in the eye and say, I've done nothing wrong. Oh, yes, you have. God says not to do that. 21, for three things the earth is disquieted, and for four which it cannot bear. In modern English, there are three things that disturbs a society, and a fourth which it cannot accept. What are they? A servant when he reigneth, and a fool when he is filled with meat. Or in modern English, when an unqualified person becomes a ruler, and an insolent or godless person is satisfied with lust of the flesh. There's not much you can do with those folks. 23. For an odious woman when she is married, and a handmaid there, that is that is heir to her mistress. What's an odious woman? It could be a man, remember, modern English. For an unloved person, that's what odious means, for an unloved person that is married and a servant that is heir to the king or the queen. Are you beginning to get a full picture of what we're talking about here? Uh, you know, he's just giving us ways to think so we'll know uh, what's right from wrong. 24. There are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. 
modern English. There are four things that are small in the world, but are very wise. 25, the ants are a people not strong, yet they compare their meat, I mean, I'm sorry, they prepare their meat in the summer. Boy, ants will work all summer to store up food to get them through the winter. Modern English, that would read, the ants are an army with little power, but they secure their food in the summer. 26, the next small thing, the cronies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. Modern English, that would say, the ground squirrel, which is weak, which is a weak troop, but they make their homes among the stones. 27, the small thing, the locusts have no king, yet go they forth, all of them, by bands. Modern English, the locusts or grasshoppers have no leader, but they march as if in divisions. Isn't that something? Folks, so we're going to stop right there. We'll start at 28. No, I'm going to do 28. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's homes. Modern English, the spider grabs with its legs and can be found even in rulers' homes. Uh, and we'll start with 29 next time. We're getting to the end of Proverbs. Uh, be ready. It just gets better and better. Thank you for listening to today's health update. Remember to magnify the Lord. Now you know why today's health update is called the fastest 30 minutes on the radio. Making the right decisions becomes so much easier when you know the truth. If you would like to know more about products, call 256-757-0660. Visit Herbs and More in Athens or NHC Herb Shop in Killen. Or visit our website at www.nhcherbs.com. If you would like to hear our show again or share it with someone, go to Herbs and More Athens Facebook page and scroll down to Roy's picture. The shows are uploaded daily. Or go to Podbean on your computer or phone and type NHC19. That's NHC19 in the search bar and scroll down to find the title you wish to listen to. This is Andy Black. Thank you again for listening to today's Health Update.